You Can't Sit With Us episode. Shit, Ben, what episode is it? Six? Seven? Something like that. Andrea, everybody, welcome. Hi. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. We had Lewis. We now have Andrea. Maybe we'll have Andrea and Lewis next. Yeah, next time. We'll get some different answers. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you keeping? How's your week been? You seem busy. What does that mean? You and Lewis are always in your room working. Yeah, we're always just making TikToks, making YouTube videos. I mean, it's not like 24-7. Obviously, there's... We need to chill sometimes, but yeah, we're normally in there just working, <laughs> making no videos. That's like <laughs> probably the the biggest thing that me and Jake see anyway, is that you guys are always working. And there's probably mm-hmm. a set, like, to be honest, some of my mates have said, like, what do they do? Do they just sit around and make a few TikToks? Mm-hmm. I don't think people really realize how much work it takes mm-hmm. to make the content you guys make. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, first of all coming up with ideas we had such a hard time today like we were like thinking of like oh my god like our creative juices sometimes are flowing like hardcore and it's like great and we're bouncing off each other and then sometimes we're just stagnant like I have no idea what to do like I will not like I, you can't think of anything whatsoever and so we actually had a, like a moment like that today but most of the time it's like we're either thinking of ideas or we're making the actual videos or we're editing or we're trying to get like three YouTube videos because actually for Christmas we're going to be 10 days apart and that's 10 days of content that we need to make ahead of time. So we're like stressing out a little bit because we only have like 15 more days to make those extra 10 days of content. So uh, yeah. (laughs) That's mad. And like what's your, um, in terms of how, how do you get like ideas for TikToks? Do you go through TikTok? Do you just do lists? Like how, where do you get inspiration from? Um, okay, so it's a mixture of sometimes in real life we're really weird and goofy as any couple I think is, I guess, when they're on their own. And so we'll like do something super weird or cute and we're like, okay, someone has to relate to this. So we'll like redo it because we were doing it and we're like, okay, that's funny. Let's redo that and like post it and see if anyone relates to it, you know? And so that's one way where we come up with ideas, which is usually the best way because that's like the most real, you know? Mm-hmm. And then other ways is just like trends because couple trends are super huge on TikTok. And so there's like the typical just like, I don't even know, like doing something to see how your boyfriend reacts. And so we'll like find trends like that. And most of the time it's like we try to find it fast so that we can do it on the other before they see the video. So it's like actually genuine. And then sometimes when we both see it, we're like, fuck, like we have to just do the trend. You know what I mean? Like TikTok is a little bit different. I think Lewis told you in the podcast where it's like YouTube is 100% genuine, like never, ever fake. But TikTok is like we try to make it as genuine as possible, but we also include skits in it, you know, and like just redoing things that we did like just a second ago without the cameras, you know? Yeah. So. And like you guys have popped off on TikTok so fast. Like it's literally only been 12 months or so. Um, yeah, I think it's been 13 months now. It's crazy. Yeah. And has Tomorrow. your content changed a lot since the start? Or like, how did you start off making stuff? Did you do it individually or together or? No, we always did it together. Um, it started off with POVs. You know POVs? Uh, I actually don't really understand what they are. It's called point of view. It's like you basically act like the camera is a person or an object. Like you basically... You tell the person in the caption what they are. Like, you're the book watching me do this. Or you're my cat, like, laying on my bed oh, watching me. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'd, like, tell them what their role is and what our role is. And then you, like, act. It's so cringy. It is, like, so, so cringy. But it's so funny. And, like, you get to kind of have fun acting. But it's also really cringy. So you're like, oh, my God, I hope no, no, no one that I know sees this. But um, that's what we started out with, and that's what like started going viral. But and then we just changed it up and focused more on like who we were and our coupleness, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
And when did you see one like pop off? Was it a slow grind and then one went viral or was it consistent growth or? It's really random. Like there was one original one that was like our first like super viral one that I think like got 8 million when we were only, we were less than 100,000 followers or followers. Yeah. And oh my God, that is embarrassing. <laughs> and um, so that was like the first one. And that was a POV, like acting as if like the person, I think her name was Jenna. No, no, no. Oh my gosh. This one was different. This one was with music in the background. And Lewis was like flirting with the camera, but he was dating me. So he was like cheating on me. And like everyone was commenting like, oh my God, you're a terrible person. Like, why would you do that to her? And we're like, this is obviously like acting. Like this is, we're literally in front of a camera. Like... <laughs> He's looking at the camera, not a real person. I don't know. It was really weird, but that was like our first viral one. And then from there, there were just random ones that would pop off, pop off, and eventually it just blew up. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. And like, was did you find you were able to sort of transfer those followers to YouTube and Instagram quite easily, or because there's a lot of people who blow up on TikTok and they just live on TikTok, they mm-hmm. don't have a following elsewhere. So yeah, that was actually a huge problem for us in the beginning. Like, it wasn't transferring at all. Like the numbers it would be like a million and ten thousand and like ten thousand to a million is like such a big difference you know and then even as we grew we started growing like on our second million on tiktok we had thirty thousand on instagram so it was like okay at least this second million got us 20k instead of 10k you know and so but later we figured out kind of how to like grow it better and send people to instagram more but in the beginning it was so difficult like it was not easy at all it's still kind of difficult i mean we have 5.8 million and 300 something thousand so on, on instagram on instagram on okay. youtube we also have 300 something thousand 312 thousand on wow. youtube that's crazy so it is really amazing um, we're super grateful for it but um it is a very different number than 5.8 million yeah, you know fact. Yeah, yeah so and like if you could pick one platform to post on for the rest of your life where do you think you post because mm. you know there's that debate where oh i could just post a tiktok and i could get a million views yeah. whereas on youtube to get 15 or 20k is almost as if not more gratifying Mm -hmm. because it just feels more i don't know like that's who i feel anyway yeah it's like even if tiktok does well youtube feels more like they're your core supporters i guess yeah it does feel like that because it's like if they're transferring over that means they really want to follow you on all platforms they like want to watch you everywhere whereas like if they're on tiktok like obviously they're not that that supportive of you if they're not transferring to instagram like they're not like the main supporters obviously they support you but not like the hardcore fans and followers and supporters right and so it is more gratifying over there i think yeah i would probably choose youtube because tiktok we do have more followers and it's like that's what we actually make money off of right now but youtube is just more fun more freedom you can do more with it than just 15 to 60 seconds you know yeah so and like you were saying there i i guess about money when did brands start reaching out to you guys on tiktok was it like a million was it 100k and i guess you obviously have a lot of friends in the industry because you guys have networked a lot you've been to Mm -hmm. american stuff do you think it's just due to having a massive audience or is it down to you guys like emailing companies and or maybe being in a niche or what's that whole brand thing been like i guess um okay so brands started reaching well we started working with a lot of artists first And so like they would DM us and we worked on it ourselves and we just kind of like figured out the prices. We didn't really know what we were worth, but we just kind of figured something out in the beginning. And after like a mill is when we started actually working with brands, like not just artists and songs, you know? Mm -hmm. And what was the other question about? Uh, I don't really remember. And you asked like a few questions all mixed together. I was like... Um, 
think the other one was you're asking about other content creators yeah, like your other friends and stuff hey, what if what is their experience with brands been i guess um i don't know i haven't normally talked about brand deals with them we normally talk it's about a bit of a stuff. touchy subject in a way isn't yeah, it? yeah i guess so i don't know you normally don't really talk about i mean sometimes you do you talk about money but like not always sometimes you're just like let's get to know each other you know you don't really want to talk about that right away but um Anyways, I think you were mentioning how did we get to know them or? Uh, yeah, I guess maybe to have a Reaching like a out to brands as well. Yeah, like We've do you guys do really... a lot of outreach or did you just build your following and they came to you? They came to us. We've actually, I don't think we've probably once or twice we've reached out to brands, but normally they just came to us. We were thinking about doing that in the beginning, but it's like we were so caught up in like focusing on making our content that eventually we were just like, okay, let's get a manager to handle that. And like our managers actually like we'll tell them if we want to work with a brand and they'll reach out to the brand. So yeah, they I guess we do that through yeah. our managers. They yeah, do yeah, it for yeah. us. But cool. um yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And like when it comes to brands, you said they're about knowing your worth. Like how did you how does one sort of acquire that skill? Because there's probably a lot of people listening who are building up their following and maybe people have reached out to them and they don't really know what to charge. Like how did yeah. you guys learn that? I mean we are still learning that because at this point, our managers are the ones that know our worth and control it. But like we've noticed like as we've grown, how the numbers have grown. So we're kind of like, okay, maybe for every million we charge this much, whatever it, but really it's not about the following. It's about engagement. So if you have great engagement, like that's what you counted on. Cause I've seen people with only like 30 K on Instagram who are charging like almost like half of what we're charging when we have like 10 times more than them. You know what I mean? And that's like, whoa, how the hell are they doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like their engagement is super high, especially because the ones I'm talking about are business people and those people like charge a lot more, people who talk about business type of content. Yeah. And so it really does depend on, first of all, the content, second of all, the engagement, and then lastly is the following. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's really weird. I couldn't really tell you a definite number because it's just different for everyone. Yeah, it's, it sounds it's a bit so, like YouTube CPMs as well. The other way people say, there's the finance channels, they make a lot. They make a lot, yeah. There's some people who always get demonetized. Like David Dobrik has openly said that he always gets demonetized. Mm -hmm. It's sort of just different for everybody, I guess. Yeah, it's honestly, it's so difficult to <laughs> figure it out. Like I still don't know, so I couldn't tell you. I'd feel like I was like yeah, lying yeah, to you. Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. really know, you know? And I guess just to go back, like when did you even start on social media? Um, we started on social media when we started our YouTube channel. So that was in May. So that was May, not this year, last year, May 2019. You started making content last year for the first yeah. time ever. Yeah, we were posting once a week. Like as soon as we started on May 6th, we didn't stop posting once every single week, not missing a week until we got a TikTok in November. And that's when things blew up. And that's when we were like, okay, never mind. Let's start posting twice a week, three times a week, you know? Because like it was actually doing something. Whereas before it was like, we were stuck at like 20, 40 followers for so long, or subscribers for so long, but we just kept on going. We were like, this is what we're doing, you know? That's we so didn't quick though. We didn't That's have a plan B. Come up. And like when you, were, when you were growing up, did you ever think like that you would do entertainment or you'd, were you interested in photography growing up or what was it like growing up being Andrea? And where did you grow up? <laughs> um, I grew up my first seven years in Puerto Rico and then I moved to Florida until I was 14 and then I moved to Oregon to a boarding school until I was 18 and then and then I'm here in Ireland <laughs> and so um I have like I've always had a lot of different jobs that I wanted to do my entire life like architecture uh, architecture 
architecture. I was going to say architecture. There you go. <laughs> um, interior designer. I had, oh my God, I don't even know. I had so many different things that I don't even remember at this point. But when I was 16, I did a filmmaking workshop with an alumni from my school who was a travel filmmaker. And after doing that, I was like, like, am I allowed to cuss in this? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. This is it. I was like, this is amazing. Like, it's literally like pure, like child, like adventure. You know what I mean? And you get to just like make a job out of it and make things look beautiful with like music. And like, I fell in love with it. And so my actual like what I wanted to do after I left high school was become a travel filmmaker. And so it was going to be like independent, like on YouTube. And I kind of went a similar route. I'm on YouTube, just like a couple channel now (laughs) instead of a travel channel. But we travel a lot too. So it's kind of like, I'm still fulfilling my traveling dreams, you know? And you and Lewis, like, do you guys have similar aspirations when it comes to traveling? Because you seem to like when you're able to just travel as much as possible, yeah he um so i had dreams of traveling he had actually traveled like before Um, we started dating he had already been to like morocco and china and like i don't even know he'd been to like all these crazy places and he already knew japanese and chinese and french and he knew so many languages and i'm like what the hell but it was perfect because we both love traveling so much and anytime like we've always people ask us like how do you have enough money to travel because like obviously now we've grown a lot so we have more money than we used to but even when we were broke like teenagers we were traveling and people are like how do you do that like you must be rich like no we were broke as hell but like it was our dream it's what we wanted to do so we just made it happen with as little money as we had we were just like traveling all over i've been to the middle east it's so cool i went like earlier this year it was super cool what's some of the like craziest places you've been or places that have had like a big impression on you um jerusalem i think because that's crazy yeah jerusalem was just so beautiful and it was like it felt like i was in a different planet i was just i've never been anywhere like that and it was just like so different and the culture so like i don't know it was so 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 different i loved it and so i think that's my main place where it was like cultural like whoa it was shocking it was like what this exists yeah like do you go back to like puerto rico or florida every year um Yes. I, well, I went this whole summer. I was in Puerto Rico this entire summer and it is the most amazing place. <laughs> like, I know people say that about where they're from <laughs> and it's like, I didn't really, like I grew up there till I was seven, but realistically, I don't remember the first like five years of my life. Yeah, of you know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. so young, but like going back there, I've traveled to like so many places now and that is like my absolute favorite just because I don't know, maybe it's because I know the locals, so I know like how to get to like the cool places, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like we always go to like these waterfalls and that's where I feel like the real sense of adventure. Like I go there and like I literally jumped off a hundred foot cliff, oh like God. casually. <laughs> like it was just, oh my God, I was literally up there for like 20 minutes, like shitting myself. And finally I was like, fuck it. And like Lewis jumped first and I was like, okay, he did it. I can't not do it. Like I can't not do it. Like if he did it, he can't one-up me. Like, I'm not someone that lets myself lose, you know? And so I literally did it, and I thought I was going to, like, lose my life. I lived, <laughs> but it was insane. So, anyways, I love Puerto Rico. It's just, like, adventure. It's the love of my what's life. What's it like living in Ireland versus living there? Like, would you do you um, like here? Would you prefer to live there? Or Okay, so Puerto Rico is only somewhere I've been, like, my first seven years was I don't really remember that much, to be honest. And then only in the summer. So it's more like a vacation spot. I don't think I'd want to live there just because if you have too much of a good thing, like you might get bored of it. Like I don't want to ever get bored of Puerto Rico, you know? Um, But with Ireland, it's like such a mixed emotion because in the spring, 
I love Ireland. I'm a very weather person. Like my mood yeah, changes yeah. with the weather. Yeah, yeah. And in the spring, I was here this spring and it was so gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. I didn't want to leave. But it's coming into like winter right now. Like it's getting cold. And I was here last January and February and I literally like was miserable. Oh, no. So miserable. So like half of the year, I hate Ireland. I'm sorry. But half <laughs> of the year, I absolutely love Ireland. I think it's one of the most beautiful places ever. So I wouldn't want to live here half of the year. But yeah. the other half, I would. <laughs> like a lot of Irish people don't really like winter either because there's a thing called SADS, which is like seasonal affective disorder, which uh -huh. is to do with basically not being enough sun and people not getting vitamin D. And it is sort of sad around Ireland that people do just get sad at wintertime yeah. because as you know now, like the sun goes down at 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. It always seems like it's dark. So yeah. uh, you're probably not wrong with that. But that's because a lot of Irish people love to go away in like January to mm -hmm. go skiing or to go to like a warm country. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's sort of a cool way to think because imagine like you had two summers, like you had a summer yeah. here, then you go to Southern Hemisphere or America. Yeah. It's always warm. I think it's called a, being a snowbird. I think that's what uh, the word right, okay. for it is. People who constantly like move away from where it's wintry. So I think that's what I want to be. That's what I aspire to be with my life. I never, I actually want to get to a point where I never experience winter ever again. Like that's my goal. I just hate winter so much. It actually makes me so sad. I don't know. Someday I'll make that happen. But right now I'm experiencing it and it sucks. Anyways, oh but I like snowboarding. So actually, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Anyways. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have like an indoor ski slope. Yeah. Maybe yeah. We organize that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do something like that. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> I'm just full of the great ideas. Then. Um, when did you and Lewis meet? We met in 2014 when I was 14 years old. Cool. And yeah. was it just, was he on holidays? Was it random? Was Like how? Yeah. So he was 16. He was on holidays in Florida and somehow we ended up in the same hotel. I was like on a staycation <laughs> and he was vacationing there and I just saw him and I was like, who is he? And um, one of my friends just like forced me to like walk up to him, even though I didn't want to. And we met and we started talking and we kind of had a thing, sort of dated, but like weren't official. And then we just stayed friends like on Instagram over the years. And then we just met up again and it happened and we're in a relationship now. Wow. And yeah. when, when did it become sort of official? Um, so in 2018, like the beginning slash middle of 2018, end of April anyway, um, we were, we started talking on Instagram and we started like FaceTiming every single day for like six hours nonstop. Whoa. And we were just like best friends. Like we were just like talking constantly and actually the first day that we started talking, rewind, <laughs> the first day that we started talking, we were like, okay, you need to come to Florida to visit me for like a month. And then after he was like, oh my God, after you need to come to Europe and like, we'll do a whole trip around Europe for like two weeks. And I was like, yes, let's do it. And so we started talking every day and like planning it and we bought the tickets and he ended up coming to Florida in July and we were there for a month and then I went over to Europe and that's like when everything was like fully official. Okay, right. And yeah. That's crazy. Been great ever it since. It feels like both of you are quite, uh, what's the word, impulsive is the wrong word, but you just sort of see something. Spontaneous? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. And you just sort of go for it. Like, yeah. Um, we're definitely very much like that. Like if we want something, we just like, we're going to get it. We're just like, go for it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It was cool. It was like the way everything started was just super intensely. And we just like started traveling right away in our relationship. And it was just literally a dream come true. So I was like making content a joint effort or did it start with one of you guys saying, oh, I think I want to make a YouTube channel. 
Um, or was it like both I of you guys? I actually don't even remember at this point, how yeah, we yeah. started the couple channel. Like, I just know Lewis had been making some YouTube videos before doing story times. And then I obviously wanted to do the travel filmmaking. So I was like, I started my YouTube channel and I posted like one or two videos on it, but I wanted to like really get into it. I don't even know how it happened. We just started it. And then as soon as we moved in together in May, which was only like nine or 10 months into our relationship, we moved in together. And we just started shooting out videos every single week since like the day we moved in together, like two days later, we posted the first YouTube video and a week later we posted the next one, et cetera. And do you think, like how important is consistency do you think for success in social media? Cause you were saying there, you guys were posting every single week, didn't mm-hmm. miss a week for like ages. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of your success do you think is down to like quality and quantity do you think? That's always a debate people yeah. have. So. Lewis and I think in the beginning, especially when you're growing, quantity is more important. Like, obviously, you don't want to put out shit videos, but like focus a little bit more on the quantity because you just want to shoot out as much as you can. Obviously, later on, you need to start focusing on quantity. Like, I mean, sorry, on quality, which is what Lewis and I are actually like focusing on transitioning right now. We're in a transition period right now where quality worked for a really long time. But now it's like, okay, we need to start switching over to actually... I think I said quality. Quantity worked for a really long time. I was, I was confused. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's such similar words. Anyway, quantity worked for a really long time. So now we're like switching over to focusing more on quality because mm. that's just more important to keep people there on the long run. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning, you want to grow as fast as possible. But then once you have the eyes on you, then you want to make them stay. Mm. So then later you work on the quality. That's what I think anyway. <laughs> God, my brain just went there for a second, Ben, and I just completely forgot forgot all the questions. In, my head. <laughs> um, in terms of, like, have you learned any, like, tips or sort of, I guess you want to say social media secrets that you've learned along the way that you didn't know when you started in terms of mm-hmm. growing and following and stuff? Oh, my gosh. That's way too generic, potentially. I mean, I could give, like, random tips. Do you want me to tell you... Like in the workshop that we did, remember I yeah, told you yeah, guys yeah, how yeah. to transfer people to Instagram? That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can talk, talk about, about that. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, a trick that we learned when, like we were talking with our managers and we were like, okay, we really need help transferring people to Instagram. And they told us a trick that other influencers that are under them do. And so basically what we do is we do a YouTube or a TikTok, right? Because that's where our biggest platform is. And it's in the end, like we don't show something, right? And we say, go over to Instagram to find out. And they're like, oh my God, like the cliffhanger, cliffhanger, that's the word, the cliffhanger. They're like, I need to know. And you set the Instagram to private. So they need to follow it to see it. And then I don't know, that's, that's how we've grown the most, like doing that. And we've done really funny things like surprising my boyfriend in a trashy outfit, like quote unquote. And so people are like, oh my God. And we'll go, we send them over to Instagram to see the trashy outfit, but it turns out to be literally me in like a trash bag. So like, <laughs> and they're just like, they laugh about it. But normally most people, like you'd think maybe they would leave because like, oh, they were kind of forced to follow or whatever, like quote unquote. And they would be like gone after they see that. But normally they actually end up staying. Like most of them stay because they realize, oh, they have cool content over here too. I mean, I know. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try. But yeah, it's actually, it works pretty well. That's like our main strategy to, moving people over which we actually need to do one soon because we haven't done one in a while and we always made sure to do one at least like once a week to make sure we were always growing there Mm -hmm. and we haven't done one in a while and we haven't grown as much on instagram in a while so it really is like hand in hand it works together do you think you constantly need to be because i would have thought if if you grew a big enough instagram following at that like you get to a point of growth or like Mm -hmm. high enough amount of followers where they sort of grow anyway 
you'd think wouldn't you does it just because oh i know gosh. with tiktok it does just unless you're doing viral stuff it just yeah. just plateau is mm-hmm. it the same with instagram or so tiktok is the only platform that has ever helped us to be honest like youtube has not pushed our videos like we've never had like a video that youtube pushes and makes it viral mm-hmm. it's always just from promoting it on tiktok it goes it does well or whatever wow. but youtube has never made our videos viral instagram has never like pushed our picture or anything to other audiences it literally only goes to our followers and so that's the thing that we love about tiktok because it's like it gets on the for you page and new eyes get to see our content whereas like that doesn't happen on instagram or youtube very much and so it's like those kind of feel like they're a bit stressful to be honest like those two platforms are stressful because if we didn't have tiktok those would be so difficult to move like in following they're just like it's like the platform, the algorithm just doesn't, isn't as generous as TikTok. Mm. The, the algorithm on TikTok is so generous. It like, it's less generous now, I feel though. Like it used to be super, super generous. And then like, as the time has gone, it's like not as like pushy towards the for you page. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like as it's changed ownerships in the US or whatever, the algorithm has changed a lot. So, but I still love TikTok. The algorithm there is like bomb. <laughs> feel like the content on TikTok has changed as you've been on it, even say from last year, like are trends as relevant now on TikTok as they were even a year ago? Oh my God. I couldn't tell you because everyone's for you page is different. So it's like, I've literally been scrolling on Lewis's and I's for you page. And then I'll go on like Shauna's phone and see her for you page. And I'm like, I've never seen anyone make content like that. Like I've never seen those type of TikToks ever before. And then I see, I hear people talking about their TikToks and it's like, they only see fashion stuff or they only see this. And I'm like, what like i don't see that at all so it's like i actually can't, couldn't tell you because everyone's for you page is so different mm-hmm. like someone some people only see dances my sister's for you page is filled with dances that's it you know i don't see any dances on my for you page Whoa. So. Uh, do, you, do you know the way on your for you page you can go not interested and stuff like that yeah like you can really curate it have you guys done that or i had actually just have never used contents on it i don't know i have never used the not interested button ever I only really found out that people used it like here in the house. I noticed people using it. I was like, what? Like I just swipe past the video if I don't like it. I didn't really think about that. But um, I obviously like stuff or like comment here and there. So I guess the For You page has curated itself to us. And since we make couple content a lot and that's what we add to our favorites to like be like, oh, we need to make a cool video like that. That's what gets fed on us on our our For You page. So it is a lot of couple content on our For You page. That's like what we see like all the time. But I bet like maybe your For You page doesn't have a lot of couple content. I don't even go on TikTok. You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mine had a bunch of like schoolboys just like doing dances or really? trying to do funny memes and stuff but you didn't yeah. use it a lot did you no so i got yeah. fed like a lot of generic stuff i think uh-huh. yeah. so i'm sure it would have been more curated if i spent more time with it like i actually it's so funny i know my for you page so well that sometimes i'll be on my phone and i'm like what is this like i'm seeing such random shit and i go to check on what account i'm on and i'm on the go house account or something <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's why. Like, I literally know. I'm like, this is not content for me. Like, this is so weird. And it's happened plenty of times. So it's like, I know myself so well that I'm like, that is not my for you page. <laughs> like, that was weird. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I had a fucking question there and I forgot, forgot about it. TikTok posting content. Do you ever hit? Uh, oh, actually, no. I wanted to know, like, what's what does a day in the life of Andrea and Lewis look like? Oh, my gosh. A I know really, it's hard to stereotype a day, but yeah, like, maybe picture your ideal day and we could work back. My those. ideal day. Okay. My ideal day is sometimes very different from like today. Today was not a good day for us. I'm oh, just going to be real. Yeah, yeah. Like 
It's not, it wasn't a bad day. It was just a very slow day. It was like a dark, cloudy day for us. <laughs> like we were just like slow and like not coming up with ideas as fast. But like our ideal day, which is what we strive for every day, is like, let's say waking up. We were waking up at 10, but now we've been like, okay, no, we need to stop doing that. So like two weeks ago, we were like, okay, let's start waking up at eight again, like we did in the beginning. And then we go work out. Then we do the morning meeting. We eat breakfast. Now the morning meeting's early, so we go to the morning meeting, then work out, then eat breakfast. Then eat breakfast, then work out. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> after doing like the whole morning stuff and then getting ready for the day, taking a shower, all that, we write our battle plan for the day. And so... It's a cool phrase in the battle plan. <laughs> I've never used that. No, you're going to kill the day. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we call it battle plan, but it's just like the daily plan. So we like start making a list of all the things that need to get done today. And so first we make that list. Then we put it into like a schedule and like figure out when are we going to do what. And like normally we start with filming the TikToks, like all the filming we normally do earlier in the day. And then the rest of the day we'll do extra stuff like posting on Instagram, um, going live, different things like that, like editing more like yeah. easier stuff than the filming stuff in the morning. And Is yeah, filming like the know. hardest part of it, do you think? Um. Because I'm sure, say, the editing is what, particularly with your YouTube yeah. videos, that's probably hard as well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Lewis takes full control of that now. We used to, like, do it back and forth, but I was, like, I kind of just got so tired of it. I was, like, you know what? You're going to do it. I'm going to do other stuff. So now we have, like, actual posts. So we, like, wrote down, I think it was, like, a few weeks ago, we wrote down our posts, and, like, I'm in charge of, like, I'm the finance manager, and I'm in charge of this stuff, but he's in charge of the editing. So it's, like, I'll do my part, you know what I mean? It's not like he just does everything, because, like, yeah. I have other posts to do. But um, I don't know what would be harder. I think like starting a video is like difficult because you're kind of like, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to go do it. You know, you kind of have to like force yourself to do it. And once you're doing it, you have, you're having a lot of fun. But it's like sometimes it's like the effort. It's like, ugh, but then you do it. And that's like the best part. Like making the video itself is honestly like the best and simplest part, you know? I think editing is probably the worst. Yeah. yeah I think a lot of people... Uh that's why I gave it up. <laughs> I was like, Lewis, you do it. I'm done. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a, I wonder if Lewis likes it now though. It can be a bit of a, you mm -hmm. don't like it initially, but then if you can learn to do it a bit, you can really like it. But then yeah. the other side is, as you said, if you don't like it, I think people hate it. Yeah. It's so funny because I used to love it. That used to be my favorite part of filmmaking, like the editing part. But I also did very different type of like films. I did travel films. And so it was like setting it to music and that was just more fun and more like, I don't know music-y art artsy i don't know yeah yeah you know youtube editing is different and i just didn't have a lot of fun with it so i was like lewis you take it you're funny like you do it yourself you know yeah youtube can be weirdly robotic in a way it's sort of mm -hmm. like people talk get out, get rid of the dead space yeah punch in uh what else would you do add memes, add memes it's sort of just like put, put in my instagram handle it's sort of just like where like in a way you'd almost say well where's the creativity because it almost mm -hmm. it just fits into that youtube -y type yeah way of editing. no but it can be really creative like if you have a good editor like our last video they edited it so well i don't even know it was like a mixture of mark and lewis and they were both editing and edits and like they just made it really funny like because editing can really make or break something so i do think it there is a lot of creativity to it definitely i'm Actually, just like no, lazy right. it really because <laughs> really, like i even know myself i'm more of a boring character on camera mm -hmm. but like really good editing can turn like thanks to ben and myself it can <laughs> it can actually make it so much better you can even take if you were awkward on camera and turn it into something funny like emma yeah. chamberlain's really good at that yeah definitely yeah, yeah. it's like editing i think it's kind of like the most important and i just got so lazy and i was like lewis you take it i used to make like such funny edits and i just like i don't know i got lazy i need to like 
someday get on my grind someday <laughs> far in the future <laughs> there are some uh, youtubers that you like or would you watch youtube now that you make so much content mm-hmm. um david Dobrik, obviously but he hasn't made a youtube video in so long oh, Dave, and come back please i know it's so depressing <laughs> it's actually upsetting stop i'm gonna cry <laughs> i'm actually gonna get, i'm sorry i'm actually gonna get emotional stop <laughs> um no but david dobrik stop i'm just thinking about when he <sighs> okay no we're okay david dobrik just called me it's fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> no but i actually have something in my eye hold on <laughs> um anyways favorite youtubers so I love David Dobrik, of course. He's my number one. But I also watch, you know, Olivia Neal? Yes. I, I love her personality. She can make her the most boring. Was her get ready with me. Yeah. Gr- I, think it's just, I think it's just get ready with me. I don't think you would say groom. <laughs> Jake always says that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like she's just, her personality is so amazing. Like it's just so funny. I just like love like sitting down like while I'm doing my makeup, like hanging out with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I used to really like Emma Chamberlain, but like. I don't know, Olivia Neal became like the new Emma Chamberlain. I'm sorry. I love Emma Chamberlain too. <laughs> but um, I also like watching just like James Charles. I don't know. I, I watch a lot of different people. I don't even know. I'd watch yeah, like... it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah. Like, even me, I'm like, oh, who do I even watch? Like I watched a bit of Casey Neistat, watched a bit of Gary Vee. Oh, Casey of- Neistat. Oh, yes. I, when he started his um, vlogs again, like a month or two ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally watching them every single day. I don't think I've caught up with them ever since the whole the last video that he made that was about like the presidency i think he's made more videos since then but i just like haven't seen them because i've been like i don't think he's posted anymore has he not yeah maybe one like it's maybe that's why i haven't gotten the notification it's weird he went on a bit of a stint and actually here's a question for you Uh would you ever if you had a let's say you had a full-time like ben and you had a full-time editor Mm -hmm. would you ever consider going daily or would you say i know i think three a week is is enough for our audience Mm. even as like an experiment I would do it as an experiment. Yes. Like Lewis maybe has Vlogmas wanted... or something. Or... Yeah, I've thought about Vlogmas, actually. Yeah. We're not going to be together this Christmas, so that doesn't really make sense. But well, we'll be together till the 18th. Anyways, <laughs> um, I've thought about it. And Lewis has really wanted us to. But I just like, I feel like it's a lot of work and not enough. What's the word? Like you won't get enough out of it from yeah, putting yeah, in yeah. that much work. And even our managers have like told us like to not do it. Like they're like, honestly, two to five YouTube videos is enough like any more than that you're breaking your back for no reason yeah fair and so i'm like maybe five is like the most i'd do mm. if i were actually to keep it consistent and not just vlogmas mm. but i don't know i'm happy with three maybe i'll pump it up to four yeah. possibly i think your videos your guys videos though are sort of would they be suited they would be suited to daily vlogging if it was just pure andre and lewis's life mm-hmm. your videos are sort of more than that they're sort of challenges or they're yeah. trends or they're they're sort of we've to- tried to do vlogs we're just so bad at them <laughs> oh my god but like we want people i when you were talking to lewis um in his podcast i watched like some of it so i like i was like oh okay i'm listening <laughs> um you were talking about how like i think jake said we don't really show every aspect like we show like the tip of the iceberg of of who we are mm. And we don't show everything. And like, we want to do that so bad. We want to show who we really are. And like, it's not that we don't, but we don't show like the depths of us. You know what I mean? Like what, there's more to us, obviously. And like, we want to, we just don't know how, you know? It's so hard to figure out, isn't it? Like, yeah. I always have that conversation with Jake where we do vlogs now. And I guess I even look back at them and go, oh, like that's definitely part of me. Yeah. Like, it's not really not me. But mm-hmm. as you said there, it's just trying to figure out how do I 
get other parts of myself out because sometimes he'll be filming and there'll be a bit in the vlog and i'll go oh i really don't want to show that part of myself yeah it's like i just think it's boring or uh-huh. i just don't want to show it or i think that everybody's trying to figure that out isn't it yeah like i how do i get them to know me like my friends know me you know what i mean yeah it's yeah, like yeah. i want them to and i feel like sometimes i'm like almost there but it's like not quite like they don't really really fully know me and i want them to I just don't know how. Do you think they're separate personalities, like your on-camera persona and then, or mm-hmm. even say persona, your on-camera Andrea and mm-hmm. your real-life Andrea? Like, how different are they, do you think? They're not that different, to be honest. They're, I'm just like, when I'm at my happiest, that's when I'm filming. And so that is like, it is really me. And that's who I really am. Like, me happy is who I really am. Me sad is, like, me sad. But that's not who I really am. You know what I mean? Like, me as a person, sadness is, like, a side effect. Happy me is me. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so I feel like it is really who I am. And I'm, like, funny and I make jokes and I'm just, like, whatever. But they also don't get to see, like, maybe the more serious side of me, which is also who I am. You know what I mean? Like, maybe talking about something more serious. Yeah, like business or or all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so they don't get to see that. They don't get to see maybe I'm not just funny. You know, like, my videos, I'm mostly, I'd normally show my funny side, you know? But what about, like, the kind friend side? You know what I mean? Like, they don't really get to see that. Or, like, the special things, like, I do for Lewis as a surprise. Like, normally we don't film that because it's, like, we want that to just be within ourselves. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, they should kind of get to see that, to see like that we do sweet things for each other off camera, you know? But then if we put a camera up, then it's on camera. And then it just, I don't know. It's really hard to like separate our lives and then at the same time, join them together, you know? Yeah. Do you ever get a moment where sometimes I'm feeling something and then I tell like Ben to film. And then as soon as the camera comes on, I don't feel that anymore. Really? Yeah. Sometimes I, I just feel, oh, I don't like maybe this was a moment i was supposed to have off camera uh-huh you know what i mean no i know what you mean oh my god for our one year anniversary i made lewis's video and we ended up posting it like a month after but it was like this video that was really just for him it was never supposed to be posted and i was like so happy to give it to him and he wanted to obviously film his reaction during that moment so he like put his camera there while he was watching it but i felt like it took away from it like i felt like partly Part of him was trying to react for the camera instead of like really reacting to this video that I made for him. You know what I mean? It's the only time that that's ever happened. But like, I don't know. I feel like it kind of takes away a little bit. And it's just sad, like, because you want to capture that moment, but you also don't want to ruin it. Yeah. And like, I always think about that. Like whenever like Lewis like proposes to me, you know, I don't want cameras like in my face. I feel like I'm going to be like reacting for what I think people are going to be seeing. So I'm going to be like, you know, I'm trying to look good. Like, I just want to experience that moment with him. Yeah. I've like told him so many times, I'm like, you better hide those cameras really fucking well. I can't even know they're there, you know? They're in like the bushes really far no, away, literally. really long lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it has to be. Because if not, I'm going to feel slightly like the moment's just ruined. I don't know. Yeah. It's not that it's ruined. It's just like, if you really want it to be so, so real, the cameras like can't be on. I don't know. Eventually I'll learn how to be like 100% real instead of like 75. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's hard to. I think there's always going to be a degree of you know playing up to the camera mm-hmm. and i think i found anyway because as you mentioned earlier that earlier that editing is so important yeah sometimes if the actual moment doesn't come across well on camera you can you know yourself you can go on the computer and like add music and add effects yeah and like elicit the emotion that you want the mm-hmm. viewer to feel that's but you, true you know in the moments that it's like oh fuck i actually really didn't feel this way yeah it's like yeah. a weird skill set uh-huh. but, um even at the weekend i was with a couple of my friends and I was just really happy there was like no phones, no cameras, mm-hmm. just sort of could experience life properly, I guess. Yeah, like 
Louis and I, I think he also told me this, but like we barely ever like, we're so bad on stories because whenever we're having genuine moments with people laughing, like having a good time, we don't whip out our phone to take a video and show people we're having a good time. Like we just enjoy it, you know? And so it's like, I know people like our supporters want to see that part of our life, but it's so difficult to show them because we really just want to live in it since the rest of our life is filmed, you know, it's on camera those moments we want to keep it just memories like raw i don't know yeah. you know but i'd say anyway like particularly with stories as well you guys are like happy-go-lucky anyway you mm-hmm. could probably just a bit like when i look at david's stories i just well i don't know the guy at all mm-hmm. but i presume i think he's having a good time most of the time and then yeah. he just takes out his phone a couple moments of the day gets a laugh puts it up and then goes back to real life i need to learn how to do that that's like i need to learn because i have like my strong opinions of like i want to just live in the moment but i also i have to realize i'm a creator i'm an influencer you know they want to see that i had to provide for my supporters or else like why would they want to stay there if they're not getting to know you really you know and so it's like i need to kind of find a balance where it's like i will just like for a few seconds whip out my camera i'm gonna learn one day because i love david dobrik's story like they're just so real and so funny and you're just like experiencing a little snippet of their friendship that's really nice. Yeah. Did you see he, uh, <laughs> what did he do with Natalie's birthday? He bought part of a football team for, did you see that? No way. I did not see that. Yeah, was that on his story? To, yeah. No, it was on, sorry. It was on Natalie's feet. He, was uh, it? he basically like blindfolded her, brought her to a football stadium and she's just on the pitch uh-huh. and she looks up and it says, Natalie is now owner of, and then a certain football team. No. Crazy bro. I don't even what? know the full details. Yeah. Crazy. You can look that up after this. Oh my this. God, I will. What Bro. the hell? I did not know that. He's like the king. I need to get up to date. <laughs> he's the king of surprises. I know. Oh my. He's made me cry before with some of the things. Oh, me too. Literally, I've cried in so many of his videos. I'm an emotionless lad. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have like emotions, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, people have emotions? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's not that surprising that I cried, but like you cried? <laughs> no, but yeah, I love his fucking videos. He's so good. Like, do you think he'll come back? He has to. He fucking has to. He doesn't have a choice. He's the king. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> Realistically. Yeah, I'd love to see him <laughs> vlogging again. It, they were just so... I don't know. He, I think he was one of the first people to like pick really short videos and make them mm-hmm. really super impactful when yeah. people were caught up with the whole 10 minutes ad revenue and all that stuff mm-hmm. he was just focused on real short impactful yeah and like you'd always want to click on the next one and the four minutes and 20 seconds feels like a lifetime it doesn't feel like that short it actually feels like i watched like 40 minutes of footage because it's like i don't know you go through so many emotions and like feelings Ugh. Stop. I'm going to fangirl. <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> so I guess like moving forward into the future, where do you, uh, do you and Lewis have, you know, set goals or plans you want, or where do you see stuff moving forward into 2021 and then just your broader goals? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, we're definitely going to be, well, we're going to be half and half like in Ireland and the U S but it's probably going to be like three-fourths and one-fourth between Ireland and and the U.S., like mostly being in the U.S., just because especially L.A., like that's where it's at, like that's where everyone is, that's where the action is. Like if you, like we already experienced a little taste of it, only being there like 10 days, like that's where you're going to make it. Like, I don't know. That's how we feel anyways. And we just really want to be there. It's It was so much fun when we were there. And so that's like our first goal of 2021. Um, Moving forward, Jesus, we have so many different goals in life, like, things we want to achieve and like create like fashion brand, like businesses moving forward. 
I don't know. There's just so many things. It's like a lot of different goals. We also want to get like our dream cars. We have like five dream cars at this point. So we're like, okay, we need to take our steps to like get those things and like just live life like the dream we've always had, you know? And do you feel you're you're always going to be creating in some way, shape or form? Or do you think where where you're at now with your like millions of followers basically between TikTok and all your platforms, is this just a stepping stone for you to move into other areas? Or do you Mm -hmm. see yourself as... I don't know, becoming like the David Dobrik equivalent couple, you know, Mm -hmm. the biggest in the world or where do you, where do you see that going? Um, I feel like a lot of people normally are like, yeah, obviously I have different dreams after this. Like this is not the only thing I'm going to do. And it's definitely not the only thing we're going to do. We're definitely, we want to have a lot of different businesses in different areas. We want like Lewis wants to create his own animes. So he wants to have like a production studio for anime (laughs) and like we want to do different things in different areas, but I don't think we'll ever stop youtube or like creating like tiktok because people are like oh like this is just like a one-time thing like people will be over it but like no you just have to become ace family you know what i mean like you just have to from a couple channel eventually we'll move as a relationship and we're like gonna get married and then we're gonna have kids and we'll be a family channel and then from there like you just keep on growing and creating like there's no reason to stop you know that's what the internet is there like anyone can do it like my dad he's like 50 51 i don't know i'm sorry you're like 50 51 i don't know i'm sorry it's 50 or 51 <laughs> anyways and he wants to start a youtube now and i'm like go for it like you can fucking do it you know yeah, yeah. age doesn't really matter so i think we don't really have a plan b but we have like plan a1 a2 a3 you know what i mean like we have a lot of other things we want to do alongside this cool but, yeah andrea thank you very much thanks <laughs> you can sit with us you, can. you can't sit with us <laughs>